Thank you, Mickey Mouse, for that. Hope Disney doesn't hit us with a copyright. I gotta edit that out now. I can't leave that in. Yes, you can. No, we can't. My name is Mickey Mouse, and you're watching the Disney Channel. Do, 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 do. Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything, and I do mean everything, from professional wrestling to Women's Appreciation Day, and that's what it is today. So we appreciate the mothers, the daughters, the nurses, the doctors, the lawyers, all you ladies out there. We appreciate y'all's. Fact. WWE doesn't appreciate y'all because I ain't got no evolution pay-per-view. Damn. Cold-blooded. You are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apps. That's Grapples, the number. Two apples, you don't like that SoundCloud, on that Apple Podcast or that Google Play Music. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As usual, I am one of your, <clears throat> excuse me, losing my voice there, hosts, the very sensual, very tight, Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shades. Joined by a sleeping monkey <laughs> and my hetero life mate, the once again ill Will the Thrill, ah. poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I be because that's who I is, except for being healthy. Because <laughs> once again, I'm a little under the weather, my voice is a little hoarse, but uh, I will do my best to power through this for y'all. I do this he loves y'all. for y'all. He loves y'all. <laughs> I do, man, I really do. So, Mr. Thrill, sir, about 10 minutes ago. WWE's Elimination Chamber 2020, mm-hmm. the last stop on our road to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. just wrapped up. Yep. We had exactly eight matches, one pre-show match, a lot to get into, a lot to discuss. Mm-hmm. Can't get into any of that, though. Why not? Because we haven't rang that bell. So, as mentioned by Shades, there was one match on the pre-show, or the kickoff show, excuse mm-hmm. me, which was... The Viking Raiders versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. There's really no reason for this match to exist. There's no implications. There's no stipulation. It was just, you guys bored? You want to do something for five minutes? Literally. Five minutes. Go wrestle. Instead of having a match like, I don't know, maybe the U.S. Championship or anything like that, you have Eric and Ivar, the Viking Raiders, take on Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. In a few that doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh man, I th- ill. I think you got shades filling under the weather as well. <coughs> Don't blame me, bro. I mean, we're in close proximity to each other. So, like 3 days last 4 days. So, I don't know, man. Friday, Sunday. Shades feeling feeling a little tickle in the throat. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Get a lozenge for your boy. Look at this. Go. You are the real MVP. That's what I do, baby. Pop this in after I'm done with this, though. Because I'm a professional. Fair enough. Instead of having the Viking Raiders face, I don't know, a team they've been feuding against, AOP, on the pre-show, you have them in a five-minute whatever match against Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And I'm like, I get to your house, and I'm like, yo, you know what? This could be a sleeper of a pay-per-view. I did not agree with you. Oh, it was definitely a sleeper. <laughs> I did not agree with you. <laughs> it was definitely a sleeper. As my monkey is asleep right next to me. I was like, I don't know about all that. I felt like something big could happen tonight, but I think it was going to be like a sleeper hit. I didn't think this was going to be something that we're going to be talking about. Oh, man. I didn't think this was going to be this good. No, I thought it was going to be junk, but I thought something like something big might happen. Like a... Ronda Rousey popping up. Something. Something. Anything. Because, like, the lack of top-level star power that was booked for this show, the fact that it's the last stop before WrestleMania made me think something big has to happen. But there was no Lesnar sign for this pay-per-view. No Roman. No, no Drew. Fiend. No, no Goldberg. No Cena. No Charlotte. No, no Sasha. <clears throat> no Bailey. Becky was a, in a backstage... Just watching all Watching the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. 
this was go out there and see let's let's see what we can do with what we have like look don't get me wrong I don't mind that they gave room and opportunity for a lot of these wrestlers who don't always get to get a lot of opportunities but then it's gotta mean something mm-hmm. you gotta do something with it and I just don't think that they did that uh, tonight but let's move on so the Viking Raiders do defeat Kurt Hobbins Zack Ryder as to be expected and so we start the show proper with DB, Danny Bryan taking on Drew Gulak in a match that we said Drew Gulak should win because DB's not opposed to giving the rub to right. an up-and-coming or a, a superstar that they're trying to build. He's giving it to Ali. He's giving it to um, Murphy. And, and, and with the fact that Drew Gulak has been selling this whole notion that he knows all Danny Bryan's weaknesses to other opponents, this should have been... An opportunity for Gulak to win. Mm-hmm. The problem here is, I don't think Vince believes in Gulak, and I think he thinks his PowerPoint presentation shtick is too gimmicky to be taken seriously enough for Dana Bryan to go over. <clears throat> Again, I'm I'm purely speculating. I don't know Vince McMahon as a person, but I feel like that's the case here. There's a split on the whole um, PowerPoint thing. Like, so, like half the IWC likes it, the other half is like it's dumb. I think the way he's been doing it lately works. I think if you do try and show the PowerPoint presentation, as entertaining as it is, it's not something to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But if you say that you've studied this person and you know their 270 weaknesses, then you can be taken more seriously. Because anyone could be a coach who can you know, watch videotape and... Yeah, just ask Arn Anderson. I'm saying. Anyone can say, hey, I studied this guy. I know all of his weaknesses. Goofy, you put on a Titantron. Not goofy, you're just talking to someone straight to the face. Mm-hmm. So the way he's been doing it lately, I think he be taken seriously. But I, I like it either way. I mean, on sun, on excuse me, on Friday we had Drake Maverick come up to him, asking for advice. I want to face Daniel Bryan. Give me some advice. And if they had Drew Gulak, not even like straight up beat him. But just give him a roll-up win. Yeah. A quick roll-up. I mean, the match was about 15 minutes, <coughs> but you give him a quick roll-up win, and then he can just build on, I see, I'm not lying. I've beaten Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. One of his weaknesses, he's prone to being rolled up. Right. And then he can just build off of that. Gulak is a really good talker. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's a good wrestler. Gulak is a good wrestler. They can mm-hmm. make this happen. They can make something out of this. The problem is... I don't know how, like you said, I don't know how Vince feels about Drew. Yeah. And having him lose to Daniel Bryan. I mean, to be fair, this was a good match. Oh, yeah. You know, and Daniel Bryan sold for Drew. And not only did he sell for Drew, he sold Drew's legitimacy. Where every once in a while, he'll kind of just step back and collect himself like... Wow, this guy's got it. This this dude could actually do something here. Mm -hmm. You know, and I appreciate that. And I think that's what Drew needs. I just wish, at the end of it, he came out on top. And he said, even if it was um, a quick roll-up, he needed to be on top in this match. He needed to come out the winner. And they didn't do that. So now, going into SmackDown, why do I care about this feud? If it continues... Yeah. If I'm a SmackDown superstar, why would I go to Drew Gulak if you can't even beat Daniel Ryan? You have 270 of his weaknesses, but you didn't exploit any of them at, at, at Elimination Chamber. How are you a believable character now? Well, this is one of those things where, like, they have the wrestler give the rub without going over. Because when the match was over, Daniel Bryan pointed at Drew and then did the yes chant. And then pointed at Gulak again, like... Good job. You got it. But what really works better on a crowd? The endorsement or the pin? And I think the pin. Depends. If it's two baby faces, the endorsement. If it's uh, a face and a heel, the pin. I don't know. I think I think when you have someone as established as Daniel Bryan and someone who's up and coming like Drew Gulak, the pin is going to be way better than the endorsement every time. No, I, I I agree with you, but I'm saying it's like it depends on face heel dynamic. Even if they're both heel, both face heel, face whatever, I think when you have this large disparity of experience and popularity, 
I think the 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 pinfall or submission, whatever, the victory is better than the rub. If let's say the gap is only like a few years, mm-hmm. then I can see the endorsement being fair enough. But we're talking about Daniel Bryan, who he's like he's not going anywhere in terms of popularity. No, and he's also like pushing forty soon. And Drew Gulak's only been in the company for like five years, if that. I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? Let's move on, shall we? Sure. Next up, we had Andrade defending his United States Championship versus Humberto Carrillo. Of course, Zelina Vega in Andrade's corner. Um, it was a fine enough match. Yes. That's all you can really say. Yeah. I mean, they went for the, the whole concrete spot. That they make it, like This whole feud is predicated on, on, yeah. on pulling off the mat and exposing the, the concrete and doing a move on there. And so that was, again, like the focus of this match. But out of their, their it was bo- fine. Out of their body of work, this was probably their worst match. Is that fair to say? I guess, it's hard for me to say that because it wasn't a bad match. By any means. What, I, what I'm saying is... But it was very... It was, it was, it was fine. It was okay. It was It was nothing we haven't seen that these two can do. Like, there was nothing new from these two. We get the super high springboard arm drag that Carillo loves to do, mm-hmm. which looks fantastic, but mm-hmm. we've seen it already. You know, the Meteora, we've, we've seen... The double knees in the corner, oh, we've uh, seen... This was WWE's Meteora. Chamber. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Like, nothing new came of this match. And then Andrade won by pulling the tights. So, like, not only was nothing new, it wasn't definitive. Mm-hmm. So, we continue this now? To I Mania? Hope, I hope not. I really hope not. I mean, I told you, they missed the boat when they had the um, Rey Mysterio Humberto versus uh, Garza and Andrade match. Well, Andrade, before this match, during the promo, said that he's, like, the premier Latino in the company. So, that leads me to believe that we're going to do some sort of combination of those four again at Mania. Especially because, again, this was not a definitive win. This was a pulling of the tights. I, I, don't, wa- I don't want more of this. I agree. It, it's something that, like, you know, oh, wow, they put on a good match. And then Vince needs to just drive and nail mm-hmm. home every week. Let's mm-hmm. do this match over and over and over again. That's it's, what Vince does. But for me, I'm, I don't care anymore now. Remember when Andrade and Mysterio had that one banger of a match on SmackDown? Yeah. And then we got it three weeks in a row? Yeah. That's what Vince does. But it was still three good weeks in a row, and then they stopped. From now, it's just more like, what do you do from this? You haven't beaten them. You haven't beaten Garza. Do you turn on, on Mysterio, and, and you guys sort of make a, an, a, a Los Angeles blah, 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 stable in WWE? God, when was the last time Humberto got a win? AJ? No, he won the tag team match against um, Garza and Andrade with uh, Rey Mysterio. He's definitely a character that that Vince clearly shows that he doesn't care about anymore. It's insane. And it makes the fans not care about him also. I don't, I don't, I don't care about Korea. I'm sorry. We might get Andrade versus Rey. At Mania? Yeah, because Rey has to be there. Rey has to do something. And then now they the champion. So unless he's going to drop it between now and Mania, it's going to be Andrade versus Rey. He beat him for with Carrillo and, and Garza in their corners. And someone's going to do something. Carrillo turns heel. Could be. Garza turns face. It doesn't make sense. Not for his shtick right now. They're cousins. Doesn't make sense, though. Cousins. Mm-hmm. Since when does Vince make sense? Oh, this pay-per-view didn't make sense for sure. Vince don't care about making sense. Vince cares about trying to make dollars. Uh, I don't know, man. Garza being heel works better for his character as opposed to Carrillo being um, Garza being face. But I don't even think they'll pull the trigger on this at all because Vince know. doesn't Vince doesn't like stables. How many main roster stables do we have right now? Yeah, we have the Seth Rollins Monday Night Messiahs. Sure. No, it's and the, the, um, the disciples. The disciples. The disciples. Uh, the OC, the New Day, 
Yeah, this. Right or wrong? A stable. Four people? Yes. Thank you. Okay. So then, not the OC, not the New Day. Lucha House Party is three. One. Yeah, right now, just the one. And in NXT, there's only another one. Yui. Vince doesn't like factions. Which is hilarious. So this will because never... Because the Attitude Era was full of stables and factions. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. So Corporation, like, ministry, the corporate ministry, uh, the Hunter, the McMahon-Helmsley era. Yeah. The, no, um, the McMahon-Helmsley regime. Regime, thank you. Uh, the Nation of Domination, DX, DX uh, 2.0, uh, the JOB squad, the uh, DOA, uh, uh, Savio Vegas group, um, the insane, not insane cloud, but I, it was uh, the oddities, that's what they were called. There was, yeah, there was a lot of stables. Ooh. NWO, NWO Wolfpack, NWO Hollywood, NWO uh, Jobber Squad, uh, the Four Horsemen was brought back, BWO, LWO, yeesh. <laughs> Moving on, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, then <laughs> the next match we had the tag team, excuse me, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Elimination Match. Teams elimination that, Chamber match. What did you say? Elimination match? You elimination match. Excuse, elimination Chamber match. Yes. Sean Bay. Sean Bay. <laughs> Sean Bay, as Jack the Jobber would say. Uh, teams that were involved, Dol- Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, uh, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Matalik, which, again, I'm going to say this. I didn't say this on air. Love Matalik's mask. Say it like seven times during the show. Loved it. <laughs> uh, Otis and Tucker's Heavy Machinery, Jimmy and Jay Uso, the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Big E, and of course the champions, The Miz and John Morrison. So, on SmackDown with the gauntlet match, Ziggler and Rude won the opportunity to be the last ones out of the pod. So we started with the, the, Usos new, and the, new, Day. the new Day and the Usos. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is fine, because we all know that those, these two have fantastic chemistry together. Yes, they do. Um, so, not, not a dumb idea to start the match with these two. Um, let's see if I remember the order of the pods correctly. After them was Lucha House? I think it was Heavy Machinery. Really? The first one's out? Yeah, no, Luz, no, hold on. Uh, no, right. no, Lucha House Party entered Lucha third, House. yeah. Yep. Um, then Miz and Morrison, mm-hmm. Heavy Machinery, mm-hmm. and then Ziggler and Root. Yes, um, okay, so eliminated chamber matches can be booked a million ways. And this is one of the first times that I can remember where the booking was no one gets eliminated until everyone's in the match. Yes. Except uh, Lucha House Party, because you guys are jobbers. <laughs> Did they get eliminated before Ziggler and Rude? Yeah, because remember, um, Lindsay Dorado scaled the top. Remember the spot, yeah, yeah. And did the shooting star press off, and nobody caught him. Right. And then you had. Then it was the pinfall right after that. Then you had. Who pinned. Was the Miz and Morrison pinning Grand Matalik? No, it was the Heavy Machinery. Oh, yeah, they hit the compactor on Grand Matalik. And but then. Were Miz and Morrison. I mean. Ziggler and Rude weren't out yet? No. And that's when they waited for them to come out, and we were like, oh, excuse me, Otis is on the wrong side because he's in front of Robert Rude, and Ziggler was in front of Tucker. Okay, okay. So, we had no eliminations until then, and the spot in question, so everyone's like in the middle of the ring, they're all fighting, and Lindsay Dorado climbs up to the top of the of the cell, chamber, whatever chamber. you want to call it. And it's funny because before the match, you said... Who's, who's who's flying off of something? Mm-hmm. You said Grand Matt's League or Lindsay? I said Lindsay Dorado, 100%. Mm-hmm. And so he goes up. And we've seen, I think it was Kalisto did something similar to this years ago. Yes. I thought he was just going to drop. But then he curled his body and ended up doing like a shooting star press. And I was like, you dumb, risky bastard. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because you're changing the angle of your body coming down by doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can get wrapped up in the ropes. He can fall on the ropes. He can miss everybody completely, which he did, and wipe well, out. We're lo- he was lucky enough that he got at least his upper body was broken a little bit by mm-hmm. the group. Because if he had just gone straight down... Yeah, but he could have... He could have scorp- shattered his legs. He could have scorpioned himself and broke his back. Yeah. The way he hit uh, two of the guys... He could have folded like an accordion, and it would have been worse. Luckily, he was fine. Thank God. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what bothered me was that right afterwards, Grand Metalik gets pinned. But he, wait, they, he, he's, a, he's, he's, he's a the compactor. compactor. And I'm, to me, it's like, yo, his partner just did this crazy spot, and then you just eliminate them? Literally, not, not ten seconds later, you eliminate them. Like, can't you give them something? Like, all right, let's say... Do you mind? Do you want to be the one to do this insane spots with your body on the line for the sake of our company? Cool. You're eliminated. I mean, it helps that um, both Tucker and Otis were on the outs of the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the group. Right. So that they didn't really eat the shooting right. star press. And that's sure. why it helped that they can eliminate Grand Matt's Elite. Cause I just think it's there. messed up in principle that you ask this dude to do this crazy spot and then you eliminate them immediately thereafter. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? But and then, then you have after <coughs> uh, Matt's Leeds eliminated and Lindsay's eliminated, you have Ziggler and Rude come into the match, mm-hmm. and they're kind of getting beaten down by Otis and Tucker, mm-hmm. and then Dolph Ziggler's in front of his pod, and sidesteps a, a charging Otis, and Otis goes through not just one pod door, but the, the back, back of the pod, pod door, uh, the back of the pod, falls out of the ring completely. Which leads to a super kick and then a uh, glorious DDT for Tucker to eat. And that was met with booze because our man Manny Clash was at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Otis is over over there. Mm-hmm. And them getting eliminated early was not met for sure with a good reception. And it's funny because as soon as this happened, as soon as Otis goes through the, the back uh, pod... And uh, Tucker, like, powers up. And he mm-hmm. starts, like, unloading on both Ziggler and Rude. Mm-hmm. And I said to I said to you, Shades, I was like, is this them now working to get Tucker over the way Otis is over? Because it was working. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, unloading on Ziggler and Rude. The crowd was into it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right now, Tucker's only over by association with Otis. 100%. So this was a opportunity to get him over. Proper. And stick it to Ziggler and help out his boy Otis. But they didn't do that. The the whole time that, that this Otis, Mandy, and Ziggler triangle's been happening, Tucker has been the good friend. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, Mandy, I'm watching you. Don't break my, my boy's heart, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Otis, like, get over it. Like, he's he's been the best friend here. Will, so you, will the thrill 2010. Tell me about it. So you would think that this is another way. Okay, so now let's get him over in the ring. No. No. He gets an offense for about 30 seconds, and then they, they the, like the numbers game catches up to him, quote-unquote. And like super, you said... Super he, kick, glorious DDT, one, two, three, Tucker's eliminated. And I'm like, why? 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 And then what, what burns me is that I remember seeing someone in the Facebook group that we're in suggesting that they're going to break up heavy machinery. And I'm oh, like, yeah, I, do I, not I, use this as an excuse. I don't think so, because I don't think Otis is that oh, kind no, of I, character. I questioned him. I was like... Where where you get that notion? It doesn't make any sense. I agree with you. I there's there's no, there's no there's no division between no, Otis sure. and, and Tucker right now. So why would why that doesn't make any sense? Why would they break up? <coughs> but how many times have we seen WWE do something like one person loses the match unfairly, but they still get blamed for it, and then they break up a tag team? It doesn't make any sense. But um, you're right. WWE doesn't. They're booking his. I hope I'm wonky. wrong, but but seeing what that guy posted and then seeing Tucker be the one to eat this pin, I was like, I hope they don't use it as an excuse to start the division between Otis and Tucker. This is this would be dumb. This is basically the same storyline that they'll tr- that, that we've been trying to talk about with AEW's Hangman and and Omega. Except that one makes sense. The the problem is. Otis and Tucker aren't tag team champions, mm-hmm. and this Mandy storyline is going absolutely nowhere. Yep. So breaking up heavy machinery in a already anemic tag team division mm. 
just hurts the tag team division even more. Agreed. So, after having machinery is eliminated, we have Ziggler and Rude get eliminated by the Usos. By the Usos. Who hit him with, you know, this double splash coming off the pods. Yeah, I was like, oh, is he going to... Is one of them? It was Jimmy or Jay on one of the pods, and I didn't see the other Uso. I think on it the... was Jimmy that we saw on screen. And I was like, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna jump over Dolph and try to splash uh, Robert Roode?" And I was like, "No, you idiot!" <laughs> Jay's <laughs> on the other pod. All the Usos are on the pod, and I didn't see that. And I was like, "Because oh. the camera didn't show both." Yeah, because reasons. Yeah, yeah, they hired AEW's camera crew. You can't keep making that joke anymore. AEW's camera crew does not mess up the way they used to. Why? Because they hired a better camera crew. <laughs> So there goes Ziggler and Rude, which I don't know if that was meant to like, ha- like make placate this audience. They eliminated him machinery, but hey, now they're eliminated too. Like no, that's no. No one cares about the Usos eliminating Ziggler and Rude. We want to see Otis eliminate Ziggler and Rude. Ziggler yeah. specifically. Yeah. Who cares that Usos did it? Yeah. It's backwards. Or we want to see Otis have a hand in it somehow. That's not how you do that. Idiots. <coughs> then we have the New Day. Get eliminated by The Miz and Morrison. This is when I stepped into the bathroom. Yes. And you ask, who got eliminated? The New Day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, so then we have The Usos and Miz and Morrison in the final two. And the entire time, The Miz and Morrison are working over The Usos using the ropes... Because there's no disqualification. And so they, they emphasize, oh, they can do that. It's all fair. There's no rope breaks. They can do that. There's no DQs in this match. Blah, blah, blah. So they did like four different spots where they used the ropes illegally to inflict pain on the Usos. And I think they ended up using the ropes as part of the final pinfall also. And so Ms. Morrison retained their tag team titles. Next match should have been, in my opinion, the <coughs> The penultimate match, but it followed the first elimination chamber match. Alistair Black taking on AJ Styles in a no disqualification match. AJ Styles flanked by Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, members of the OC. And this match could have and should have been match of the night. And for reasons unbeknownst to me, it was just. Okay. You don't want to know why? Because A, there was no heat. B, we knew how it was going to end. False. There's a little bit of heat. Oh, fine. There's a little bit of heat. We knew how it was going to end. And it's in the middle of a card on a B show. If this had been... Because they gave them plenty of time. They gave them 23 minutes. Yep. Second longest match? Third longest match? Something like that? Yep. Had they given them Second 23 match. minutes... On the middle of a card of a main pay-per-view. SummerSlam. And said, go have the best wrestling match you can have. No frills, no stipulations, no interference from the OC, nothing. I guarantee you this would have been a banger. But when you add the no DQ stuff, now you have to do hardcore spots. So you have to get the kendo stick. You have to do the table spot. You have the to chairs. Do, you have to do the chairs. You have to have the interference from the gals and Anderson. And the crowd doesn't care. It's the middle of a show that that no one cares about. So it's not going to have the same. There's nothing about it that's going to lend to that, you know. So we got a, a fine match. We got a three star match. I wouldn't even go as far as to say three star. Um, three, like a hard three. I mean, we caught the finish. Yeah, because, again, like, in my sleep, I didn't call the finish of this match. The best part of this match was AJ eating the black mass. Oh. Oh. And selling like a scoundrel. Beautiful. But, so let, let's let's get to the, the crux of the whole thing. We get the... Um, Alistair Black is getting the upper hand on AJ. So then Gals and Anderson get involved. They hit him with a magic killer. They jump him. It was a tree man beat down. They, they hit him with the magic killer. 
AJ he, says, stand him up. So you go do the phenomenal forearm. AJ goes outside of the ring. They're holding Alistair up. Gong. Lights. Takers, gong. Ch- take, takers choking. Takers both, choking. Um, machine gun and Doc Gallows. <coughs> and then lets them go. Because AJ springs the, the phenomenal forearm. Catches him. Hits him with the choke slam. Gong. Takers gone. Gong. Alistair Black is on. back in the ring. Alistair Black gets up, hits him with the black mass. One, two, three. Now, I said to to thrill while we're watching this match, WWE should swerve us right now. Where if you you don't have, excuse me, you don't have Undertaker cause AJ to lose. You have Undertaker cause Alistair to lose, and Alistair versus. Undertaker at Mania and Mania at Mania, Alistair gets the passing of the torch from Taker to be that dark side yep. of the WWE. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not even a little bit. Instead, we get to watch AJ lose Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yay! That makes me sad. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Next match we get. <laughs> so, so, so stupid. Next match we get is for the Royal Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits defending their t- Royal Tag Team titles against Murphy and the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Burn It Down Rollins. Oh, man. This match was... Don't care. This match I only cared about at the end. When because of the interference by... Kevin Owens. And the uh, Viking Raiders. Oh, yeah. Because they got rid of AOP for him. Yep. And Kevin Owens comes through the crowd. I love the shield. <laughs> comes the, the flock. But it was so great because he comes. I, I thought this was entertaining. And for me, I especially found it so because if I didn't, I'd be a hypocrite. Because mm-hmm. if this was Jericho or anybody else in AW did this, I'd be laughing my ass off. Okay, well, at least you're being, you know. So if Kevin Owens is going to do this, I have to also laugh my ass off. I laugh my ass off, but it was fun. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. He comes down, he's got the bag of popcorn, and he's just chilling. He comes over the barricade, leaned up against the table, and he's just eating his popcorn. He throws it in um, Seth Rollins' face, but doesn't he doesn't get any contact. He's just eating it, smiling, enjoying the show, offering it to the people in the crowd, offering it to the ring announcers, offering it to the wrestlers. It's like, this is great. He's being nonchalant. He's being like, yeah, I'm, I'm just chilling, hanging out. He's reacting facially to the moves going on. He's like, oh, wow. Oh, woo. and I was like, "Yeah, he's selling the match for us." He's selling the match. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was a much needed shot in the arm that this match needed. <coughs> Agreed. For, for at least for me, I was like, if they have the Street Profits even have me remotely thinking that they're going to drop the belts so to Rollins and Murphy after winning it on Monday, I was like, "What's the point? Yeah. Why, why play um, a hot potato with, with with the tag titles? We don't need this." Right. I mean, yeah, this definitely sets up an AOP championship reign in the future because mm. they're the true tag team in right. that stable. But they're feuding with Viking Raiders, so it was no. A, but I'm saying I'm talking about a Profits drop it to the Raiders, so the Raiders can drop it to AOP. No, 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 no. you don't have the Ra- Raiders drop it to, to just Street Profits drop it to the Raiders. So How's the Street that? Profits drop it to AOP, and the AOP drop it to the Viking Raiders. I can see that happening in the future. Okay. I mean, the Street Profits aren't going to have a lengthy title reign. Maybe a month, maybe two months max. And then they drop the belts, and then... So they're taking these belts to Mania? Very possible. Do they drop it at Mania? Do they retain that Mania? I, I don't know. Depending I, on who they're facing. Honestly, WrestleMania right now is such a... a it feel, for me, this WrestleMania feels like a B pay-per-view. <laughs> it really does. But... I have zero uh, interest in watching the show. Uh, but uh, Angelo Dawkins... And, oh, excuse me. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford go over. They win, retain, and... For me, what I found funny was Kevin Owens stunned Seth Rollins post-match, mm-hmm. and while he's leaving the ring, uh, Buddy Murphy, excuse me, Murphy. Murphy, is on the outside of the ring, you know, face down, and he just pours half of his popcorn on him <laughs> and just keeps walking. I was like, okay, you know, like, I will fine. say, I will say one thing. The Street Profits need more work in the ring, and I say that not because, like, they're not sloppy, you know, they're not dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, 
but their moveset is so limited. Mm-hmm. We saw Angelo Dawkins do that spinning body splash in the corner three times. Three times in the match. We saw Montez Ford do the frog splash twice. But he, but in his defense, the frog splash is his finish. It's his finish, yes. I so understand. So Seth got his knees up the first time, and then they got fair, the, fair. on the second time. But still, like, I mean, can you tell me about memorable moves that these guys do? Not really, no. They rely on Dawkins' physical presence and Ford's athleticism, which and, is fine. And the fact that they can both sort of talk. Right. They need a wider moveset. But for Vince, he doesn't care as long as the whole we want the smoke and the red cups thing yeah. work for him. Yeah. That's, that's my critique on the Street Profits. For whatever it is for, you know. I mean, I've told you this even when they were in NXT. Not a fan of the Street Profits. Neither am I. For me, they're like... Sort of racial, stereotypical, like Vince McMahon. Yeah. Two black guys, let's have them do party stuff. Right. I mean, unless unless this is them, stop. Unless this is Dawkins and Ford, and they just go, "Hey, Vince, it's is what we do." It's very possible that's what Ooh, it is. I don't know, but but I mean, how often do you let does Vince McMahon let anyone come up to the main roster and like, "Oh, this is your gimmick"? No, you're going to be a garbage collector, and yeah. he's going to be a truck driver. Right. I don't know. <coughs> Next match on the card was the penultimate match, a three-on-one handicap match for the IC Championship. Braun Strowman defending against Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. I had thought this was a foregone conclusion. I hang my head in shame for this match. I was wrong. And boy, this just... We hang our head in shame. Okay. So, long story short, by the end of this match, Strowman had eaten a Kinshasa... And then a double suplex... Haluva kick. Haluva kick combo. And that's what gets the pin on Strowman. Sami Zayn is the one who actually gets the pin. So now Sami Zayn is the Intercontinental Champion. Now, had I said that sentence two years ago, I would have been ecstatic. It would have definitely been met with excitement. I would have been so happy that Sami Zayn finally had gold around his waist. Main roster gold. Yeah. But for it to be like this right now. What did I tell you when this match ended? I was like, man, the IC title used to be that workman's championship, the workhorse championship. It feels like a, a novelty thing now. It's, it's, I don't even care for it. First of all, the belt looks hideous. Well, yeah, there's that. Second, it, there's no, for me, there's no importance here. <coughs> When was our? When did we feel like our last IC champion, like our real last IC champion? Miz. Miz and Ziggler. Three years ago. <laughs> Three years ago. How pathetic is that? Yep. You've had Miz, Ziggler, Ziggler, Miz, Seth. Uh, Ambrose. Ambrose, Lashley, Finn, Lashley, Finn, Shinsuke, Braun, Braun, Sami Zayn. Aside from Seth, how many of those men men have been WWE or Universal Champion? Yeah. It's a nothing belt now. Yeah. And we thought it was going to go somewhere with Finn, but then him and Lashley had that stupid back and forth nonsense. And then Lashley got stuck in his program with Rusev and, and, and Lana. Yep. Yep, yep. This match was a short match, and when it ended, we're like, seriously? This is how you end the match? And then you pointed out, why is Cesaro and Shinsuke celebrating with Sammy? He's the IC champion now. Didn't Isn't that what you guys wanted? You guys wanted a, the IC title. That's why these handicap matches for a singles title make no sense. Because in all actuality, it's kind of a fatal four-way match. Whoever gets the pin of submission wins that belt. It's not like the three of them are going to share this title. No. Sami Zayn is the champion. They're not going to free bird the championship. Exactly. 
Shinsuke lost this championship to Braun. That was the the impetus for this whole feud. Mm. So then for Sami Zayn to then go and win the championship, if I'm Shinsuke, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, this guy's supposed to be my mouthpiece. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to be my manager. Yeah. And now he has the belt that I was trying to get back from Braun? What is this? Yeah. I'd be upset. It's like if you're a, a celeb- an actor or a musician and your agent, your manager, all of a sudden is taking your limelight, taking your money for the work that you're doing. Yeah. It's like, when time, hold the phone. Yeah, Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm not touching that one. I, uh, no hablo inglés. It's <coughs> a hot take right there. That was just... I, um, numero uno. <laughs> Pablo Picasso. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... Yeah, I, there's everything about the finish of this match just irritates me. The, the, the whole match irritated me. Everything. I, I don't like three-on-one handicap matches for a championship. Yeah. Let alone a title change in a three-on-one hand, handicap match. And Sami Zayn, who hasn't wrestled a proper match. In months. In a, at least a year. When he was putting on fantastic matches, he gets nothing. But now when he's a mouthpiece wearing, you know, Che Guevara cosplay, now he's a champion? I told you, he looked like the Triangle of Terror. General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa. So stupid. Excuse me, Sergeant Slaughter. He looks like he's uh, an Iraqi sympathizer. Could you imagine being Sami Zayn going, man, when I was working my butt up, I didn't get nothing. This is what gets me a championship? I gotta run down the crowd? I gotta time. dance like a buffoon next to Shinsuke? Whoa, 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 whoa. You know how I feel about that. I wish somebody danced like that to my So music. do I, but that does not change the fact that he's dancing like a buffoon. And that got He's doing more of that than being in the ring and he got a title off of it. This this just means that he's gonna drop the belt on, like, a random SmackDown. You don't think he's taking it to Mania? I don't... I don't know. We have four weeks. Mania's right around the corner. It's literally like a month from now. Let me get my Tina Belcher on. Uh, I don't care. I hadn't. I, this is the first time in a long time that I, I don't care about WrestleMania. This is the first time since I started watching again that I don't care about WrestleMania. This and and people are like, man, this WrestleMania card is stacked. No, it's not. What was it that we saw yesterday? This Mania card is fire. I was like, set it on fire, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not, not, not fire. Not fire, not fire. Not fire. Deep in my bubble. <laughs> that was a mistake. <coughs> you done, Beavis? I'm sorry. That was, that was a mistake. For the main event, we had the Shayna Baszler Invitational El- Elimination Chamber in... I, I said it... Before we got on air, I'm going to say it again. In the worst elimination chamber I have watched, possibly ever. Agreed. I, I will second that. This is definitely the worst chamber match, probably ever in the history of chamber matches ever. <coughs> so you had Ruby Riot and Natty. Excuse me. Let, me. let me give you run down the participants in the match. Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Oscar, and Shayna Baszler. Mm. You have Ruby Riot and Natty starting off the match, uh-huh. followed by Sarah Logan coming into the match. Mm-hmm. After that, you get Shayna Baszler coming to the match. Mm-hmm. No one's been eliminated yet until Shayna Baszler comes in, chokes out Sarah Logan, and taps out almost instantly to the Cure Food of Clutch. Yep. After that, we get, uh, I don't know what Shayna Baszler's like, the uh, double I'm not sure what that movie was called. It looks good, though. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. She hits the double underhook driver, I guess, what it is. Hits the knee. Puts Ruby Riot in the cure for the clutch. A couple seconds. Taps out. Okay. Literally 25 seconds between Sarah and Ruby. Yes. Actually, 25 on the dot. Yeah. And then Natty is the last woman left as opposed to, you know, Asuka and live in their pods, doesn't put in much offense against Shayna Baszler, gets her torso 
sternum area slammed the door slammed onto her about five or six times and then we get a cure for the clutch outside of the pod outside of the ring natty taps and after this it's just Shayna baszler standing in the ring taunting both Liv morgan and asuka mind you she eliminated sarah logan ruby Riot, and natalia all within a minute and 45 seconds Liv Morgan. Less than two minutes. She eliminated three people. But we waited literally five and a half minutes for Liv Morgan to come out and get eliminated by Shayna Baszler. And we waited like what? It felt like an eternity for Liv Morgan to come out the pod. It was at least four minutes because it was five and a half minutes where she, she literally... She climbed the cage. She kicked Shayna Baszler. Baszler caught her, slammed her against the cage, slammed her against the pod, put her in the ring, uh, put her in front of Asuka, held her against the ropes, and then put the, the chokehold in, and the ref called for the for the bell because she was out. Which pisses me off, by the way, that Logan and Ruby both tap instantly, but Liv Morgan gets the pass out. Well, what pisses me off is not even that, but we wait another four or five minutes for Asuka to come out. Asuka's the last woman. Why not just open the pod? Why are you making us wait? You're, you're literally prolonging the inevitable. Yeah. And it's just Baszler taunting Asuka. Asuka taunting Baszler. And then when they come out, there's a bit of offense. And then we get the, the, the double underhook driver again. Mm-hmm. The knee, Kirifu to clutch, and Asuka's unresponsive to the ref. Shayna Baszler just eliminated everybody, all five women. And there are people like Shayna Baszler or Brock Lesnar. I can't tell can't the difference. Tell. This, this chamber match as the main event was so bad. The, the the rest of the card was okay, nothing nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. But this this last match was so bad. Mm-hmm. And Baszler is better than this. Mm-hmm. I understand you're trying to book her like a monster because of reasons. Mm-hmm. Vince isn't necessarily sold on her. Whatever. She's a good talker. She's a believable badass. Mm-hmm. Why not capitalize on that? Why have corny quotes like, I was a cage fighter. The Elimination Chamber is a cage. I'm going to beat people up. Oh, so I'm, uh, I'm going to no, shoot I'm, I'm, I'm people paraphrasing. up. I'm paraphrasing. But it's important because after she bit Becky, she said she was going to chew through the competition. Oh, what, what did And Tom, then today, Tom, Tom Phillips said she just gnawed her way towards WrestleMania. I, 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 I can't with this. It's making me sick. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore, man. So the entire match was 21 minutes long, right? The first elimination came at 7.50. Mm-hmm. So that means between the first elimination and the end of the match was 13 minutes and 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I want to say at least half of that was spent just her in the middle of the ring Taunting. Taunting while waiting for people to come out of their pods. She's trying to get her special up. Deep bad, deep bad, deep bad. Yeah. She's taunting. Save special one. That's it. I say it every time, man. I can't... I can't do this anymore. I feel like an abused girlfriend. Yup. They're going to treat me right eventually. Nope. And they don't, man. This, I don't care for for WrestleMania. We're like, I didn't even realize the Elimination Chamber was happening this weekend until like Thursday. Yup. And what did you tell me before we even started watching SmackDown? Man, I really don't want to watch this pay-per-view this weekend. Nope. I didn't. And I told you when I got here, you know what? Yo, this may be a sleeper of a pay-per-view. <laughs> Silly. What a dumb dumb I am, huh? It's 11, 42. Good night, pal. Thank you, Mickey Mouse, for that. 
<laughs> Hope Disney doesn't hit us with a copyright. We gotta edit that out now. I can't leave that in. Yes, you can. No, we can't. Yeah, he didn't say I'm Mickey Mouse and this is Disney. You're, and my name is Mickey Mouse and you're watching the Disney Channel. So as of right now, the Mania card is as follows. Oh boy. Lesnar versus McIntyre. Yeah. The only match that I'm actually remotely interested in. For the WWE Championship. That's going to open the shows with Rock and Go Home Early. Like last year. I don't want the corona. I'm out of here. <laughs> Ripley versus Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. Goldberg versus Roman for the Universal Championship. Cena versus The Fiend. Becky versus Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. Unofficial, Taker AJ versus, versus Taker. Yeah. <sighs> Man, let's give our tope so we can get the hell out of here. Oh. <laughs> well, we got to do our match of the night. What are you talking about? Alistair versus AJ. <laughs> You're not even gonna like. Nope. No. Not even. <laughs> now you know what? Gulak versus DB. Gulak versus DB. Okay. Match of the night for me. Okay. Um. Oh god, this this show was trash. You know what's so funny is that the wrestling alone for the first half of the card was not bad. It wasn't bad. DB and Gulak, Andrade and Humberto, Alistair and AJ, not bad. Even the chamber match, the first chamber match was okay. Yeah, the tag cha- exactly, the tag match was fine. Perfectly fine. Acceptable. But then from there on in, it was just... <laughs> I'll give my match of the night... I can't give it to uh, to AJ and Black. Not with the way it finished. That, that's why I said, no, you know what? <coughs> Brian and Gulak. Yeah, I'll go Brian and Gulak. They deserve it. I agree. Also, it's, you know, I'm a technician, technical kind of guy. Yeah, I'll give it to, 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 to DB and Gulak. Okay, our tip has... Um, zero. I'm not going to say zero. No, it wasn't a zero. It wasn't a zero. No. So, we usually do our, you know, our tilt base. We always start at 2.5. And it can either go up or go down. For those of you listening to us for the first time, instead of a star rating or a grade letter rating, we rate our, our pay-per-views based on topes. Tope Suicida, Tope Con Hero, whatever you want to tope, that's our topes. It's a tope tope. <laughs> Zero topes means this cannot have seriously been a show that I just watched. And five topes is, oh my God, can I watch it again, sir? Can I have another? So, basically... TNA Victory Road <laughs> or Dominion 6 Live uh, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving me that look? You didn't even give the year for Victory Road. Do I need to? We all know which Victory Road I'm talking about. Jeff Harvey. We all know which one I'm the, talking the about. Jeff Harvey one. Jeff. <laughs> Um, Poor Sting. It was I, so I, I guess I guess I'll go first. Alright. Started at 2.5 as we usually do. For sure, for sure. Uh, DB and Gulak and Andrade and Umberto put it to a three for me. 2.5, 2.5, uh, you know, you know, two halves make up a whole idiot. Yeah. You got to three. Yeah. The chamber match got got me to a 3.25. Not bad. Again, a good match. Not great. Good match. Okay. And then it kind of flatlined for me. Okay. AJ and Black stood at the 3.25. Okay. Then you have the tag team title match. The Raw tag team title match. Mm-hmm. I got nothing from that. Okay. Knocks it down to a 3. Okay. Zane winning the championship from Braun. 2.5. Okay. Drops it significantly. Okay. And then that chamber match. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck between a 1.75 and a 2. I'm going to go 2 just because the first... even Let's put the Raw Tag Titles match in there also. The last two matches were... I was going to curse. I heard just that. Now. <laughs> I heard that. Sugar and Honey Iced Tea. That's what they were. <laughs> Right. 
terrible matches. Mm -hmm. But the first, you know, even the squash, the burial of Zach, uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder in the, the pre-show, mm -hmm. whatever, I, I'll, I'll settle on a two. That's a very generous two. Thrill? I am 100% with you on this one. Uh, on a two. Two. Like a hard two. A hard two. A hard, like, I, you're not going any higher than that, that's yeah. for sure. Just because... So, if we're starting with 2.5, and I'm starting with the pre-show, I'm not going to down to a 2.25. Well, I don't really count my pre-show matches unless they're, like, and Did bangers. I sit through it? Did I watch it? Was you it did. on the card? You did, you did, you did. 2.25. Then, like you said, the first two matches, I'll give you a whole half a point or a full point, whatever. I'll get you up to a 2.75, almost a 3. Sure, why not? The tag chamber match... Keep me where I'm at. Black and Styles. Still plateaued. Yeah. I might I actually want to give something off for the taker finish. But we knew it had to come. I know. Doesn't mean I like it. But doesn't mean but, I enjoyed but, it. Doesn't but, mean it didn't ruin the match for me. But it is <coughs> story progression for AJ and Taker. And that is what you have to take out of it. It's not the it's not what I want. If I didn't enjoy it and I thought it tarnished what could have been a great match. But you need Taker for the numbers game. But if I'm going to look at it that way, then I can give this whole card, oh, well, they did this for this, and they did it for this, and this for that. If I'm going to re if I'm going to rationalize every dumb mistake that Vince McMahon does, then I can sit here and give every show a 5.0. I'm talking about how I felt about the show as it stands in a bubble. But our, our thing is always, WWE doesn't know how to progress a story properly. Sure. This... Taker coming out helps progress AJ versus Taker for WrestleMania. 100% understand that. How did I enjoy this match? Okay, you know what? This is your rating. I'm sorry. I I'm not going to step all over it. This is I'm, your rating. That's how I'm thinking about it. Is how did I enjoy this match? Mm -hmm. And how did my enjoyment of this match affect how I enjoyed the show? Mm -hmm. And for me, the match was fine until the end because I didn't like this whole, like... Like, for me, just because I know it's comedy doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. I can know someone's going to punch me in the face and mean I'm going to like it when it actually happens. I mean, nobody likes getting punched in the face, but... And no one wants to see Taker versus AJ Styles. Correction. Taker got a major pop <coughs> when he came out. I know. That's why they're doing this. I don't know. I didn't like it. Long story short, nothing cracked me up. Nothing made me go higher than a two, but a lot of stuff made me go down. Sami Zayn winning was a huge, huge knock on the show for me. Same as the, the booking for the whole Women's Chamber match. Two. It can't go any higher than a two. You're lucky I don't give it a 175. I said I, I stuck from 175 <coughs> to 2. Mm -hmm. I'm at, if I'm being absolutely generous, we're looking at a 2. You're lucky I don't go 175. Anyway, do you have anything else you want to add to this? Not at all. <laughs> so then that wraps up our recap and review of the WWE Elimination Chamber 2020 live from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. 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 Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <sighs> I don't even... I'm going to try this. Okay, good. As usual, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. <sighs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, I, don't, I feel like if we do the outro, then it's real. <laughs> then the show happened. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. <laughs> At Grapples to Apples, that's Grapples, the number two. two. Apples. Don't forget to catch us on our social medias. That is Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples. Again, that's Grapples, the number two. two apples. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Do whatever you gotta do to get us in as many ears and eyes as possible. Once again, I am one of your very frustrated hosts. <laughs> the man of the hour. The man with the power. Too stressed to be sour. <laughs> my cream can't rise to the top right now. Your boy shades, joined by my hetero life mate. The once again slightly ill, will the thrill, the poetarian, the Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you may be, that's what I'll be, that's who I is, except for healthy and enjoying this. <laughs> Don't forget to listen this week, next week. 
and every other week, because an apple a day keeps the bad wrestling away. Peace and love, guys. Peace. I don't like doing the outro.